Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Sunday, May 2nd, 2021. Coming at you live from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. Another big show coming up for you tonight. Mr. Andy Graziano of NYI Hockey Now will be joining us. You're familiar with that publication, right? I hear. I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, here's all right. Yeah. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me as always, my pal Christian Arnold. Christian, how are you? How? Really? Pal, buddy, friend. Compadre, very amigo. Interesting. I'm I mean, well. I can, I can go south with that if you want. <laughs> I'm well, Sean. How are you? I am well as well. Nice to see you. Sure. <laughs> sure. All right, folks. So thanks for once again tuning in to another edition of Hockey Night in New York here at twitch.tv slash hockey night. NY and, of course, on all your favorite podcast providers, the New York Islanders have clinched a playoff spot. Very excited about that. We'll get into that soon because I got to remind you about our sponsors. So, I want to send a big thanks to Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great people, and great service. Check them. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. We're also happy to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voice over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516 856 7800 for three free months of service. So, Christian, let's dive in here. The You got something? I was going to say, we should give Donnie a shout-out. It's his birthday today. Yeah, we were going to do that, but okay. <laughs> okay, well, you didn't... Certainly didn't yes. seem like it. You mentioned Blue Line Deli, didn't mention his birthday. We were so. going to do it during the hero, but that's all right. We'll do it now. Happy birthday, Donnie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> should be the first thing Donnie. we do right off the top of the show. <laughs> Happy birthday, Donnie Rosner. Uh... Not only is he a great, great sponsor of the show, but also uh, now a great friend. Yes. Great to have him in the I mix. I sincerely say that. Fantastic individual. One of the nicest guys I ever met. So a big happy birthday to you, Donnie. Appreciate everything you do. Yes, and the Islanders gave Donnie probably the best birthday present he could ask for. And as you mentioned, they clinched the playoffs. That's finally right. Finally against the New York Rangers. A, uh, what was it? A 4 nothing, A 3 nothing win over the New it York was, Rangers. It was a drubbing. Yes. A, dr- a drubbing yes. of the yes. New York Rangers. Yes. Uh, in a game where the Islanders needed that win in back-to-back games, actually, when you think about it. And, yeah. Uh, they put on two very good performances after after a rough week against the Washington Capitals. So uh, certainly a, a big birthday present for Donnie and even bigger couple wins for the New York Islanders. Yeah, I suppose that's what you would say, C.A. We're kind of doing things out of order tonight. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. So look, they had a they had a rough night on Tuesday against the Caps. They gave up that early goal, what, like a minute, minute 20 into yeah. the game and... The Caps just out-Islandered the Islanders for the remainder of that game. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a master class by them. I thought, you know, as, as frustrated as you might have been with the Islanders' performance that night, I have to give a lot of credit to the Caps just for the way that they gave the Islanders nothing. They really shut them down, and it wasn't for a lack of effort, at least from my point of view, mm-hmm. but they just couldn't generate anything because I thought the Caps did such a good job of, of clamping down on them. Yeah, it was it was a, a, obviously a strong effort from a team that's at the top of the division for a very good reason when you think about it. So uh, certainly, 
Sorry, I was looking at the chat. I know you were. I know. There, but there's no rundown. I wanna. I, I did not blow up the rundown. There is no rundown. <laughs> there's so a rundown. There's no rundown. <laughs> there's no a rundown. rundown. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Not, not in my head. Proceed with your thought. With your thought. Yeah. Not in your <laughs> but head. No. There's not a lot in there to begin with. But, but <laughs> <laughs> there is not. I can certainly. I can confirm that. But yeah, no. That that game was a, was a rough game. It was a, it was a playoff type game, and you've heard Barry Trotz and the Islanders talk about that. That entire stretch of games against the Washington Capitals. These are playoff type games, and that's the effort that you saw from both teams. It wasn't a, necessarily a terrible game from the Islanders. They had a lot of issues over the course of that three game series, but certainly. Uh, you keep throwing me off because you look at the chat and you smirk, don't, and then you don't pay attention to me. Pay attention to you. <laughs> just, just get your thoughts out, man. I, I you just throw me off. You're Apparently, me off. You're, all right. I'm looking at you now. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at you. <laughs> go, come on, let's go. What do you got? No, but it, it it was a playoff type game, and you saw you saw a battle like that. The first goal was the only goal of that game, and as you said, Sean, the Islanders were out islanded by the Washington Capitals. Yes. They yes. certainly didn't give them too many opportunities, and you know certainly the Islanders didn't do themselves too many favors in certain areas of their game. But I think overall, uh, that series kind of uh, and that stretch of games where you saw the Islanders not at their top form like you did against the Rangers in those two games certainly. Raised some red flags. We certainly talked about it at length about some of the issues that the Islanders, that was go, were going on with the Islanders. And it was good to see them get out of that series and then go into two games with the Rangers and get back to the style of play that we've become accustomed to all season long. Yeah, and I guess you just wonder, I suppose, a little bit is is this going to continue to be a theme for the Islanders in that they're very successful against the non playoff teams, but they're having a hard harder time with the with the playoff teams, which of course makes sense, but. Pretty soon, there's not going to be any more non-playoff teams left. And if they want success, they're going to have to find a way to beat the teams like the Capitals. And what has me a little concerned about what I saw against the Capitals is just how well they did play them on Tuesday. The Caps were able to play Islander-style hockey on right. Tuesday, and they outmatched them. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to happen every night if and when they, they meet up with them in the playoffs, but I think it's going to make them a tougher out this year than they were last year when the Islanders pretty much took care of them pretty handedly. And I think this time around, if and when they do face off against the Caps, I think they're going to give them a much tougher series. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Last year was such a, such a you know a different type of scenario considering all the external circumstances that were going on. On a to- on top of actually playing the- these games that were going on, so I-, I mean I don't look at last year and go these you know the Islanders are going to roll through some of these teams like they did in the you know they're not going to roll through them this year like they did last year because it's just it's just such a different situation and while everyone's still trying to figure out where the playoffs are going to be held how how is the format going to be uh, not the format but how how long are we going to have to wait until. Oh, are we going to have to wait at all until the Canucks finish their season? How long is this layoff? Is it going to impact teams in right. a good way, in a bad way? I mean, there's so many different external factors this year as well that it's a much different scenario even compared to last year and all the different external factors that were going on. I, I mean, none of these teams were going to be an easy out. No. Uh, you know, you look at the way the season has gone, and you're playing a team eight times during the course of a 56-game schedule. You get very familiar with these teams. You know, the Washington Capitals yeah. to the Buffalo Sabres. You get to know them pretty well. And then the then you're gonna have to play another you know best of seven series when you already know these teams pretty well and a lot of their tendencies. You're certainly there. There's some understanding, I guess, when you think about it, to why now down the stretch here in these last couple last couple weeks of the season or so that 
you know, the Islanders game is getting picked apart a little bit because these teams have seen it so much. You know, the Capitals are now very familiar with what the Islanders' style of play is. They played a, you know, a series against them last year in the postseason. They played eight games against them now uh, during the regular season this year. You know, there's no... Not too many surprises at this point when you see a team like this. So, you know, there's sometimes at this stretch too, you're going to have their, have certain teams get into kind of a funk, and that's what the Islanders have been, and certain teams get into a, a kind of a hot streak, and then the playoffs start, and, and it's going to be really interesting to see how all of this factors into it because there's there's no secrets anymore. It's not, uh, right. you know, it's not like in years past, even during a regular, regular normal season, I should say, that you go into the playoffs and you kind of have an idea of how these teams are, but you know, maybe you haven't seen them in a couple months or maybe right. you haven't seen them, you know, more than two or three times or three or four times a season. So, you know, that's that's not on the table right now. It is it is two teams that are going to be very familiar with each other. No, without question. And with that, Christian, we got a break because Andy Graziano is going to join us. So I want to thank you all for tuning in to Hockey Night New York here at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY. We'll be right back. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account so islander fans if your business is looking for a change from companies like spectrum verizon or optimum thai technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages just call 516-856-7800 that's 516-856-7800 or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com that's thai t-i-e technology.com thai technology the right choice for your internet phone service the only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes. Did you have a nice break? Well, it's time to get back on the couch for more Islanders therapy with Shawnee and C. Arnold on Hockey Night in New York. And welcome back to the program. Christian Arnold and Sean Cuthbert with you, as always, here on Hockey Night in New York, streaming live across the world on twitch.tv backslash Hockey Night NY. And joining us now on the program on the line, brought to you, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology, is our friend... And now my colleague, fellow NYI Hockey Now colleague, Andy Graziano. Andy, what's going on, my friend? 
Gentlemen, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Of course. It's a little shameless plug for the website, so of course I would have you on. <laughs> if there's anything I that Sean... I appreciate you calling me colleague instead of employee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to try and get you to say boss to me, but I was I let that one go. Never going to happen. <laughs> and as Sean knows, I am not one for passing up a good opportunity for a shameless plug to promote something that I run. <laughs> That's true. So That's true. We do appreciate you coming on, Andy, especially this week after you wrote that great column for NYI Hockey Now, which the New York Islanders really did seem to read and take the heart i would imagine because uh <laughs> of course after that column great. came out the islanders won two straight they looked back uh to where we had seen them earlier earlier in the year and i have to imagine barry trotz and the team read that column hung it up in the nassau coliseum locker room and it's been sitting there ever since as they've beaten the rangers back to back to get to uh the back to the playoffs for the third straight year and what do you make of these last two games um compared to the struggles that we saw them against uh have against the capitals I don't – I'm not convinced that the struggles are behind them, mm. um, and that kind of worries me a little bit, to be honest. Um, while they beat the Rangers 7 nothing in two games, it was a Ranger team that looked like a shell of what they were just two weeks ago. Um, battered, injured, looked like, looking like they quit a little bit. Um, I didn't see much effort coming out of them. You don't see games like you saw out of Artemi Panarin in those back-to-back games, you don't see him do that often, be that invisible. Um, it's one thing to credit the Islanders for their terrific defensive system, and I'm not taking that away from them, but to see him just totally just not in the game at all uh, kind of struck me as odd from a Ranger perspective. So, I mean, if you look at the Islanders' last 11 games, right, I mean, what are they, 5-5-1? Five, five uh, they've played three good games to me in the last three weeks, and those games have all been against the Rangers, who, as we all know, are not a playoff team this year. I think they will be in the future, but this year they're not. And in those 11 games outside of the Ranger games, we've seen the Islanders get pretty much outplayed at a good clip. It's not like those games were close where you say, okay, a bounce here, a bounce there. They've gotten really, really outworked uh, by the teams that they're going to be facing in the playoffs. And so that, to me, is concerning. Um, If my columns become locker room fodder, then that's great. I'll continue (laughs) to hit on that note on the notes that I have to hit on to get them to play better. But uh, yeah, I I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure as well that two upcoming games with Buffalo and two upcoming games with New Jersey is going to make me feel any better (laughs) heading in because again, it's teams that they're not going to be, they're not going to have to worry about. Are we catching a bad time, Andy? Do you you, you want to take take a call? You know, I'm a popular guy. Lowe's got to, Lowe's has to deliver my mulch. So I have to call right now. Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry about that, but That's yeah, right. I, I don't, I, right. I don't think two games with Buffalo and two games with New Jersey is going to make me feel much better. That last game against Boston, uh, I don't think it's going to be much of anything with the Islanders already clinched. I don't think there's, they're a long shot right now for the one, two seed based on the tiebreakers. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not sure that game's going to bear much fruit either. So, you know, they, they got to get their act together. I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling great to be honest. Andy, to play devil's not devil's advocate, but to kind of bounce off what you've been saying, I mean, on on the opposite side, you could certainly look at this stretch as an opportunity for them to fine tune those those issues that we saw against teams like Boston and uh, we saw against teams like Washington, and and kind of get back into that spot headed into the playoffs. It almost provides them you could you could look at it more in a glass half full perspective and say it provides them an opportunity to tune out some of those issues that they had and get everything right into into the playoffs or more likely what will be uh, some sort of break before the playoffs start because Vancouver still hasn't won't finish their season yep. for another week and a half. And that's the big question, right? Is that break 
which as you expertly pointed to, is that break going to be enough of a big fat red reset button that they had last year? Um, Because, you know, that's another thing, too, that I wrote about in my column. You know, this isn't a one-year thing. This is this exact same thing happened last year to them, where they you know they, no, they came out they had that incredible stretch, then they played like meh and then they played worse than meh, and then they had that big fat reset button right, which they're not going right. to have this year. Uh, well, they're going to have it, but it's going to be a week as opposed to <laughs> three months. Um, are they going to be able to take advantage of that? Um, I think you're right that these games against the Sabres and the Devils, are, they're going to be competitive games. I don't think those are two teams that I've seen in the last week or so that have quit at all in my mind. The Devils are playing some really good offensive hockey, especially. Um, so those aren't going to be walkovers. But, yeah, I mean, it could be an opportunity for the Islanders to kind of use them to work on some facets of their game that they've been lacking in. I, I, I don't I don't think I mean this team just can't score. I don't understand what the, what the drought. It's incredible. Uh, Barzal before that empty net goal, right? What was that his first goal in like thirteen games? Yeah, I don't think he scored since that. 10. I don't think he had scored since April first that that hat trick yeah. game against the Caps. It's insane, and you know I, I I look back at the trade and I'm like I still like the trade. It's hard to criticize a general manager going for it when he feels he has a team that can make a run to a Stanley Cup. So I still think that was a trade that needed to be made. However. Now, in hindsight, and again, you can do this with everything, right? You can always look <laughs> back on something and pick it apart. But I'm not sure that Lou would have traded what he what he traded, including a first rounder, if he knew Kyle Palmieri was going to play, you know, 12 to 13 minutes a night on the third line. True, true, and know. and and I mean, just with regard to Palmieri. I mean, what do you think it is that's just taken this guy such a long time to get going? I mean, it was close to unanimous that a lot of Islander fans were happy to bring him in. We're hoping to get yep. him. I mean, I, me sitting here, I wanted them to get him. And for yep. whatever reason, he's having a hard time. He's bounced around the lineup a little bit. What are you seeing out there that's that's just, just causing him to struggle? Is he just hasn't gelled with his line mates yet? Or what are you seeing out there? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a little bit on, on trots. I think that everyone praises at the altar of Barry, as, as we probably should. He's the best coach <laughs> we've had in here probably since... I mean, I was a big Laviolette fan, but I'm not going to call him one of the best coaches we've ever had here. Let's, I mean, he's... I liked him, too. If, I, <laughs> I did. You know, he's, <laughs> he, he's been the stability that we've been craving for so long. So it's it's hard to pick apart anything that Barry does, especially with him sitting with that big fat ring on his finger. Um, but I don't think that anyone in any organization is immune to criticism at any given time. So sure. on that standpoint, you have to... I don't think Palmieri's played poorly. I think he's played well. You're looking at a guy who averaged, you know, 26 right. goals per season is over his last five. He's played well. It's just that, yeah, you're, you're again, you're giving him 12 to 13 minutes on a third line. He's not that kind of player. He's certainly not. not I wouldn't pay a first-round pick for a 12, 13-minute third-line guy. He should have been up with Barzal from the start. That's why they, they wanted to get an Anders Lee replacement. So I don't understand at this point why Barry has been so reluctant to put Palmieri. And some people are going to say, oh, all three of them are right-handed shots. Right. Look, that's baloney. That's <laughs> baloney. I, I played hockey for 30 years. I was pretty darn good. Never at this level. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to go to that space. But <laughs> I, used to, I, I personally used to love playing the off wing for me as a right-handed shot. It, it was where I preferred to play. Mm-hmm. And expect, now you're talking about NHL caliber players – and someone who's played right wing for the last five years all of a can't play left wing? <laughs> Come on, it's baloney. 
I it's mean, baloney argument to me. As I said to you, I think when we, we talked, Andy and I talked about this all, on the phone um, after he had been hired by NMI Hockey Now. Uh, but as I said to Andy on the phone, and I'll say it to him now, certainly if, if there's one thing that, that translates to the NHL game is your high school hockey career. And you saw, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> <laughs> nice done. Nicely done, Christian. Um, we're talking with Andy Graziano. We're talking with Andy Graziano, uh, pessimistic Isles columnist for NYI Hockey <laughs> Now. Uh, on the line brought to you by our friends at Tide Technology. If you're looking to be depressed, Andy will have columns twice He's a got week. You covered. And uh, he'll be your guy to... To bring you all that depressing coverage. Uh, <laughs> Andy, um, you, you know, you look at, uh, it was mentioned in the chat, we're talking about that top line. Paul Marius, I, and I, you agree, uh, in fairness, I agree with you, Paul Mary should have been on that top line from the start. But Leo Komarov actually has been playing very well the last couple oh, games boy. on that line. Uh, first line, Leo. And, y- y- you know, everyone was getting on his case in the case of Barry Trotz. But is there something to be said for Leo Komarov's presence on that top line and what he brings to the Barzlow Eberly line? You look at that last game, while he didn't score a goal, there were a couple of plays that he generated offensive chances for Eberly and Barzal with his work in the offensive zone, whether it was his forechecking, whether it was the backchecking along the board. Um, you know, it was noticeable the last couple games. Here's Sean, Sean's going to love when I do this because I did this to him and Tony, and it was, it was pretty funny. I'm going to swing this back to you, Christian, and oh, ask you a it. question. I love it. All right. In the playoffs, let's say first round you're playing who, – who cares? Let's say Washington, right? <laughs> okay. You're down a goal with, with, with you know three minutes, two minutes two, – two to three minutes left in the third period. Mm-hmm. Do you want Barzal, Everly, and Komarov out there? I think if that if the line is trusted enough, if Barry Trotz sees something in that line, then You're down a goal. you have to give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. And you look I at think. and you look at the body of work that that he's put in the last couple of games, and that stays steady. Then yeah, I'd be comfortable with it. I understand where you're going with it. Again, he's not the natural goal scorer or the or the goal scorer that you've put in to fill the the um you know the Anders Lee role in that in that part of the lineup. But at the same time, I think the I, I think the fix there hasn't been to try and replace Anders Lee, but to try and put the player that best complements at this point, Everly and Barzal. And for whatever reason, you know, that appears to be Leo Komarov at the moment. I'm not saying it, it stays that way forever, but it certainly seems like that's the guy that gets Barzal and, and, and Everly going the most in the last couple of games. And I think it's hard to argue with that fact right now. Well, does he get, how can you say though, that he gets Barzal going when Barzal went 12 games without scoring a goal? and had, what, four assists in that span? So you can't really say he got him going, per se. Barzal has to be your most offensively dynamic player on the ice, or the Islanders aren't going to have a chance. That's the end, at, oh, 100%. At the end of the day. That's, that's 100%. the end of the day. You put Komarov there for defensive responsibility, I get it. And I'm not taking anything away from how Leo has played for the last, let's say, But you also have so. to look at, I mean, you look at Travis Ajak was playing on that line for a number of games as well, and, and he wasn't scoring. Yeah. I, under, I understand the point you're making, and I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just wanted to point that out as no, well. No, it's fine. Yeah, I, I just, look, Leo is who Leo is. I, I'm just not sure that Leo is going to bring out the best offensively that Matt Barzal, right? Matt Barzal can dipsy doodle all he wants around the right. offensive zone at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. He's still looking to the slot for Leo Komarov, and, and that's a problem for me. 
for me. Not It may not be a problem. For, it obviously isn't a problem for Barry Trotz, right. and that's why he's there and I'm here. <laughs> you, <laughs> right. and your, you and your well, high school hockey expertise. I, I think in that hypothetical <laughs> scenario anyway, <laughs> Pajot is going to be the guy on the left side. I, he's done that before. Well, he'll he'll throw him on the left wing in, in a situation. I know. Pajot, like Pajot will just be everywhere. I right. Mean, that's the thing. That's the thing, too, I guess, to answer Andy's question as well, um, is that when you have a guy like, J.G. Pajot, who's kind of literally played, not kind of, he's literally played with every guy on that roster basically this season. Yep. He gives you a little bit of that flexibility where if you're not comfortable to Andy's point with putting a Leo Komarov out there with Eberle and, and Barzal down a goal in game six of the playoffs against the Caps, you have Pajot who can play with those guys comfortably and you really don't miss a beat and it kind of gives you more of an offensive push. Right, and Barry also did that with the, the fourth line a couple times in the playoffs last year yep. where he uh, yep. would sit Martin and you put Pajot out there. Yeah. But let's Let's try to lighten the mood a little bit. Let's talk something a little more positive. <laughs> no, no. Andy's Andy just not. Andy, <laughs> the chat room is lighting up, too, by the way. When, when Andy came in, guns ablaze. And it, the chat room. And I'm typically, yeah. not, I'm typically not. Christian knows me for a long <laughs> no. time. I'm typically not a negative person. I try to be fair, but I can't I can't deny what my four eyes are, hey, are, are seeing. Hey, I appreciate being a realist. I get it. I get it. And I, if there's things you, that you see you don't like, there's nothing wrong with pointing them out. I, I will never genuinely knock fair and, and a opinion based on what you're saying. I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm just messing around with Andy as far as his high school hockey <laughs> career, because we all know he probably wasn't that good in high school anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He said he was good, so you know I mean, he might just have to take his word for I it. I say a lot of know. things too. It doesn't mean you take my word for it. That's absolutely true. That's a great point, that's, Christian. That's so, point. so I, I think this is guaranteed to lighten the mood just a little bit because it's hard to to knock the guy I'm about to bring up. But Semyon Varlamov just recorded his seventh shutout to lead the league, and he's getting some, at least around Islander country, he's getting some Vesna talk, and I think that is certainly deserved. And a guy that probably should be in the conversation once uh, they start to narrow down their nominees. Andy, do you agree? 1,000%. There it's we go. That up there we go. <laughs> as, as we were heading into this call, I'm actually writing my next column. Um, I'm not going to tell you the, 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 the title of the column yet because it's going to you're not going to like it. Um, <laughs> right. But send me a off shipped away. Yeah, yeah, trade him. <laughs> no, essentially, essentially, it's 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 a it's a column based on how I think the Islanders can win in the playoffs and how I think they can. Um, okay, basically, going to touch on that. Now, my first point is exactly what you just said, Simeon Varlamov. The, the, the Island, I don't remember the last time the Islanders have gotten this kind of crazy goaltending that they've gotten this season. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely insanity. When you look at Rob Volman of Hockey uh, Abstract came up with a great quality start percentage number that he uses on HockeyReference.com. Mm-hmm. And the league average is 53% quality starts. Semyon Varlamov this year is at 66 Wow. Which to me is insane. The Islanders as a team, when you add on Ilya Sorokin, are at 69% of their goaltender starts have been considered quality starts. It's sort of like a metric that they use to determine quality starts in baseball as well that Rob developed. And, I mean, that's just an incredible stat. If this guy doesn't get Vezina talk, you know what? I'll give this to the fans. I'll start buying into conspiracy theories against the Islanders then. (laughs) If Sergei Varlamov is not a finalist for the Vezina Trophy. Because... The way it's just unbelievable how lights out he's been, and without Rolamov and without Sorokin, even with some of the soft goals that Ilya has to fix mm-hmm, in his game, mm-hmm. um, the Islanders are nowhere near 
nowhere near where they are in the standings without those two playing the way they're oh, playing. So yeah, that's that's. How about this? In, instead of bowing to a statue of Barry Trotz and instead of bowing to a statue of Lou Lamarillo, perhaps we should all be bowing to a statue of Mitch Corn. I think that's a great point. Just, uh, why not just add it to the collection and not use just one? <laughs> Bow to them all. <laughs> that's the go. holy trinity right well. there. There you go. Could do that as well. Although there was only one Joe Boo, so I, I'm I not sure you can uh, get the reference. Andy's not Andy. Uh, I don't get the reference. Sorry, Sean is not up to date, or you know, he's a, well, uh, he's unaware of anything outside of hockey. So the fact that you yes. just made the major league reference, I don't know that guy. Well, I appreciate it, understand it. Too. It was a great reference, and of course, Sean, <laughs> in his infinite ignorance. Uh, sure. Has sure. has once again messed up. But he's a got great... a great hat on. I love that Seattle hat, Sean. Thank you, brother. Yes, welcome to the Perfect. league officially. The Seattle Kraken. They're in. Thank you, sir. So I guess just to piggyback off of that, we all seem to think he's good enough to get consideration for the trophy. You look at the other goalies he might be competing against. Do you think he's done enough to win it? I do. Okay. I do. I, I don't see how you. Whenever a guy, whenever I see, and the NHL we know has become this this speed based offensive game. It's it's rare nowadays when you see a guy post a sub two GAA. A sub two GAA in today's NHL with the quality of offense that's around the thirty, you know, the thirty teams is just incredible. It's it's absolutely mind blowing to me that this guy's got a one nine nine GAA. And a 930 save percentage with seven shutouts. I don't see how that doesn't make you a finalist, if not right. the leader at this point. Um, the one, the one I disparity can't. in numbers I saw when I was kind of taking a look myself was Vasilevsky has a significant number of more wins than Varlamov does, and I think if there is any sort of difference, that might be the one. And that's fine if 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 vote if the voting block wants to be that narrow minded. And look at wins, which for a goalie I base as a purely a team statistic. Okay. Um, if they want to be that, that that to me is almost like what I've been arguing for for ten years, and that's the true definition of the Norris Trophy and the true definition of the Hart Trophy, which I don't think has been followed for the last you know ten years. Now that's not to say that Connor McDavid isn't the greatest player on the planet right now because he is and probably deserves the Hart Trophy. But how many times have we seen the MVP and the Norris go to just the player that puts up the most stats? Right, and, and it's not truly indicative of the award. If you're telling me who the best goalie in the NHL is right now and who is purely the number one factor why his team is where they are, I don't see how there's an argument against Semyon Varlamov. There you go. See, he can say nice things about the Islanders. <laughs> We're talking with uh, <laughs> on the line with us right now, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology, is Andy Graziano. Uh, wow, Andy Graziano. Senior wow. columnist for NYIHockeyNow.com. You can follow his great columns uh, twice a week, every week on NYI.com, NYIHockeyNow.com, along with uh, my coverage of the New York Islanders. Obviously, you can tell who's the more pessimistic one of the two of us, apparently. <laughs> uh, but, but Andy does a, a tremendous job. His first column was spot on with what's been going on with the Islanders up until that point. And Andy, now going forward, we were talking about these, these last couple games here with uh, obviously the non-playoff teams, Boston aside there. When you look at those games, what in your mind is the most important thing for the Islanders to work on going into the postseason now that that spot is clinched? Oh, the power play, the power play, the power play. <laughs> I can't. Oh, my God. So the power play, then. Yeah, I think it's the power play. 
you know, come when on. You go into the playoffs. <laughs> when you go into the playoffs, you might. We know how the officials like. You're going to either get an official that's calling everything, or most likely you're going to get an official that's calling nothing. And we know how the playoffs are played. You guys are hockey experts. I, I've watched hockey a, a long, long time. A lot of tight one-goal games in the playoffs that can be decided on one or two power plays a night. And, man, if you're fluttering to even on your zone entries, which drives me up yes. a wall, makes me want to throw my, yeah. my bed out the window. Why have they become such a big problem for this team? It's unbelievable. It really is. And you have one of the most dynamic zone entry players in the in the division, if not the league, in Barzal. Yet they and you have somebody with lightning speed on D and Letty. Granted, he's the only one with speed on the Islanders D. But <laughs> I, I don't. I just I don't get it. It, it. They're so darn stagnant, right? Even when they do break the zone and then they get to set up, there's just not enough movement. They're all they're all standing still, except for Barzal's doing circles and pirouettes <laughs> and spins and. Making guys break their ankles, and everyone else is just standing still. By the way, if you're not, if it's if, up to me. I'd I'd stand Martin in front of the goalie and just plant him there, plant him there in cement skates, and just throw everything legal. at the net because nothing else is working. By the way, if I if I haven't mentioned it already, you should be watching us on Twitch TV backslash Hockey Night NY every week because if if you're not watching Andy's hand motions and movements and facial expressions as he's <laughs> explaining his 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 uh, his lack of confidence, I guess you could say, in the Islanders' power play, uh, you're really missing out because it is something to behold and uh, worth the price of admission when it comes to just watching the show on Twitch TV backslash Hockey Night NY. We encourage everyone if you're listening back on the podcast to do so as well by watching us back on Twitch TV backslash Hockey Night NY. Andy, you mentioned the you mentioned the power play there, and uh, obviously you're, you're not thrilled with it. Can I, 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 you mentioned Barzal and Letty and their speed and, and Barzal's ability to kind of pirouette and dipsy doodle around everyone? Has part of, in your mind, or, or at least maybe in uh, thinking back to it now, is part of their struggles on the power play, even just to enter the zone, could it be related to the fact that these teams have seen each other so many times that they know by now that, you know, Barzal is going to try and spin around every defensive player and to get into the offensive zone and Nick Letty's going to try and blow past you? And then really that's about the strength of the Islanders' power play at the moment? But then you can say the same thing about every other team, right? That sure. employs that 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 play where they come to center ice. The defenseman comes to center ice with the puck. Every single person in the building and watching on TV knows they're going to drop it back to an on-rushing forward who's circled around the net with speed. They all know they're going to do the same play. All teams do it. The Capitals do it with Kuznetsov and Backstrom. Uh, the Penguins do it with Sid. The Bruins do it with probably Bergeron more more so than anybody. Right. Um, so all teams typically do the same zone entry. So I don't think that's really the issue where other teams have caught on to the specific way that the Islanders do it. Um, I, 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 man, I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> I, I've heard some Nobody funny calls on Twitter to bring Scott Gomez back, which kind of made me laugh. <laughs> yes. Um, well, yes. how the that, tables that have hashtag turned. rehire Gomez. <laughs> hashtag rehire Gomez. Um, and that's the thing, right? You look at, and you know, Sean said this a couple of minutes ago. You look at a team like the Islanders, and you look at it; just boggles your mind that their power play is that bad. Yeah. And like I said, I can pinpoint it when they get set up in the zone. Why it's so bad? Because as I said before, 
They're all standing still. The only guy that can get away with standing still on a power play is Alex Ovechkin, right? He's like you disconnected your PS4 controller, <laughs> and then you plug it back in when it passes. He literally takes a nap sometimes, and then the puck just it's comes towards him. He wakes up, right? and he just right, right. rifles a shot. But yeah, he's he could do that because he's got you know eight gazillion goals um, in the league. Yes. So I, I just I don't know what their problem is on the zone entries, though. It's not something I've tried watching it. I've tried rewinding it. I've watched it again. It's just the strangest thing i just cannot pinpoint why they're having so much trouble yeah i think there's a lot of elements involved there i mean it'd be nice if ryan pull could actually hit the net that would probably help as well <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's just mm-hmm. a lot of things the zone entries is is the the one that just frustrates me the most but yeah they, they got a lot of work to do so hopefully they do get a break between uh, their end of the regular season and whenever they do decide to to start the playoffs because the last time they had a break in the work in the power play it actually did very well for a month so Maybe that'll help them out. But I got one last one for you, Andy, before we let you go. And that is regarding number 26, Oliver Wallstrom. He's gotten himself back <laughs> into the lineup. I'm very happy about that. And he's actually found some success on the power play recently. Uh, do you like him in the in the lineup full time? And do you think he should continue to get on into that power play so he can try his own, I suppose, Alex Ovechkin impression? <laughs> you know, I love I love the way... Ollie plays. I've always loved and appreciated that kind of grip it and rip it style that he has. You can always you see him on the power play. He's hungry. He wants the puck. Yeah. Right. I, I've seen it. I've, I've heard him banging his stick on the ice when when the far defenseman has the puck. He's asking for it. He wants it. He craves it. And that to me is the mentality that the Islander power play outside of Ollie lacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think there's any reason or cause to sit him again. Um, you know, we kind of said this for so many years with the Islander rookies. You're never going to know what you have unless you play them. Look how slowly and painfully slowly they brought along Ryan Pollock, right? And and now Ryan Pollock's turned into a true first pair defenseman in the National Hockey League. It, it, it's like they have this philosophy where they they feel like guys have to develop for two to three years, and that's not necessarily the case. Um, in Ali's case, he he needs to play. Yes, he hit a little bit of a wall. The last couple of weeks, um, which almost every rookie in the NHL does in their first year, their first full year. Um, I just I don't think there's any way you take him out. And if he's going to continue with that grip it and rip it style, then that's somebody that you absolutely have to have on your first power play unit. Andy Graziano, senior columnist for NYIHockeyNow.com. You can check out his columns every week at NYIHockeyNow. Uh, Andy, it's great to talk with you, my friend. It's great to have you on board at NYIHockeyNow. I look forward to your next column and, and seeing uh, seeing what's in store ahead. It's, it's going to be fun, a lot of fun working with you, and obviously we'll get you on the show a little bit more because who's to say? <laughs> But uh, I love do I do love I do the truth. No, no, no. You can say it. No, I'm not being forced. I love I love. I'll be honest. It's self promotion. I love self promotion. I don't think anyone in our audience would dispute that. This is all purely to promote NYI Hockey Now. Purely. dot com. Purely. Well, Andy, uh, I I repeat. And Andy's a great guest as well. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Andy. uh, Big congrats on the on the new gig. Uh, Best of luck. Uh, Don't let this guy you know cause any trouble because we know it can be trouble. But uh, big congrats. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight, and uh, we'll have you back on soon, all right? Thank you very much, guys. Have a great night. You got it, brother. Take care. Andy Graziano, NYIHockeyNow.com. On the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. A lot of great stuff from Andy 
there with some with some interesting perspectives on the on the Islanders heading into the postseason. You would think that they just got knocked out of the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> by by his uh, demeanor in, in in the interview. But look, he keeps it real, and that's good. You can't you can't just say that everything sunshines and sunshine and rainbows with this team because yeah, but they're not. It's not, and the Islanders do have some real problems heading into the playoffs, they especially do. the power play. I hundred percent agree with Andy. It's it's been perplexing this entire year as to why outside of that stretch in, in February mm-hmm. that they were able to that they haven't been able to get their power play going. Um, it, it's it's mind boggling yeah. at this point. And you know, I'm kind of glad now that the Islanders have that final game of the season against the Bruins. Mm. Because they get a little taste of one of those tough teams before they head into the playoffs. Like, they're not... I mean, look, you play your last four games against Buffalo and New Jersey. Maybe you win them all. Maybe you don't. But maybe you're feeling a little bit better about yourself than you should. Yeah. You know? So I'm glad that they're going to have that last test. Because that game will more than likely involve some sort of jockeying for positioning. Yeah. You know, in in, in the playoffs. So that's, that's a game both teams are going to be playing hard for. So I think that's going to be good before they actually head into the to the real playoffs. And you got a big smirk on your face. What did you see in the chat? What do you got? Mellomania22 goes, wow, this is depressing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, you, again, you got to keep it real. Look, they're playing well. They just beat the Rangers twice. It's fantastic. It's great. But there's, there's some other teams that they're going to have to beat, too, and we haven't really seen them do that in a while. Right. They had a rough time against Boston. They had a rough time against the Capitals. They lost three in a row against those guys. So... Look, it's great that they scored a bunch of goals against the Rangers. It's great that Varlamov got a seventh shutout. I mean, it's all good stuff, but, you know, now you got to play even weaker teams in the division to, to end the season, which will be good for the, you know, their, their place in the standings. But, you know, they got to, I guess, kind of, at least, at least for me, kind of reprove that, that they're going to be able to beat these teams in the playoffs. Do I think they can? 100%. I think this team is still capable of going on a deep run. If they figure out a way to unlock, quote-unquote, Kyle Palmieri, right. and perhaps to a lesser deg- degree, Zajac, if and when he gets back in the lineup, then it takes the team to another level because they're pretty much, when they do get these wins since they've gotten them, they've kind of been dragging those guys along. And to repeat Andy's sentiment, he hasn't been playing bad as far as Palmieri goes, but... The points just aren't showing up on the score sheet. So if and when they do, this team is going to be that much more dangerous. And, you know, if the hockey gods can shine on this team's power play a little bit more and he gets involved there and starts putting in points, then they're going to be even more dangerous. So, yeah, maybe maybe there's a there's a, <laughs> a negative tone here and there on tonight's episode. But, you know, you got to try to look at everything and, and see, you know, what's been going on with this team lately. And, and outside of beating the Rangers a few times, I'm beating the big boys in a, in a long time. I mean, first of all, I want to address Joe's uh, comment in the chat there. If Andy was, if Christian was your boss, you'd be depressed too. That's, That's fantastic. Not true. I don't know, great man. boss. But also, might be let's like let's be real. I'm <laughs> I'm in no way in charge of Andy. Andy is uh, just a great addition to the website. So I'm certainly <laughs> by no stretch of the imagination his quote unquote boss. Uh, so that's not the reason why he's so negative. I think he's just. Uh, <laughs> And maybe maybe he's waiting in front of that mulch for a while, and uh, he yeah, was maybe depressed. It was, maybe it, it was supposed didn't come to come this Friday. weekend. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe, maybe it's, it's it's a late delivery. Yeah, and and Trotty nineteen says two of the three versus Caps could have won either way. Uh, I think one of the three could have. I think that first game, the zero zero game that went to a shootout. I think they played a good game that night. And look, they just lost the skills competition. So no, I don't. I don't really fault them. <laughs> For that loss, you know, look, they couldn't score a goal, but neither could the Caps. That was a right. good, solid game. I, but I thought the next two were not very inspiring. 
But look, they, they got off the schneid against the Rangers, and maybe that's all they needed. And and I, I will say, I don't think I'm as, as pessimistic as, as maybe this episode has, has come across, but I think there's some... <laughs> it's all Andy's like fault. Said, yeah, he's he's really, never coming on again. <laughs> um, like I said, there are some real issues with the owners going into the playoffs. I don't think anyone can deny that, but I don't think they're any more detrimental than you know, the issues that the Islanders had last season when... They had the pause. They came back in training camp, and there were obviously some fair questions being asked about what the Islanders could and could not do in the postseason. I think at the end of the day, though, that this team is built to succeed in the yes. postseason by the additions yes. that the Islanders made. Cole Palmieri, Travis Zajac, uh, Zajac being the depth guy, Braden Colburn being a depth guy mm-hmm. on the blue line, Palmieri. Obviously, the the intention and the immediacy is for him to be that goal scorer and fit that that. Anders Lee type role, but it seems like instead, you know, Trotz has tried to find the right mix for the playoffs and where Paul Mary and, and mm-hmm. Komarov, those guys are not necessarily ones that you're putting in the lineup to score goals, I guess, at this point, but maybe to play a more responsible role alongside some players that need a little bit more of that. You look at Everly and you look at Barzal, and those guys are two guys that are are have improved uh, you know immensely especially Barzal and their responsibility in, in the two in the you know the two-way game but there's still errors and turnovers that those guys make Barzal especially that you know could be construed as issues going to the postseason when you have a guy like Komarov that certainly kind of fixes that issue a little bit and Paul Mary the same thing on the line with Pajot and, and Oliver Wallstrom and it certainly gives two guys um you know yeah, I like that Paul Mary yeah uh, or to Wallstrom, I should say, that, that know how to score, know how to play in this league, and, and are veteran presence and can, can help him grow in his game, especially during a, what we hope, I'm sure many Islander fans hope will be a lengthy run in the playoffs. So, you know, I think this team, I think when you look at the Islanders and you look at the way things have played out the last couple of weeks, yes, I think they've they've kind of hit a rut in the sense that they're tired, they haven't gotten a lot ton of practice, they bring in two new three new guys that maybe have only had two two days now, two days of practice now right. under their belt as Islanders. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a great point made in Arthur Staples, one of Arthur Staples' comms recently where um he you know, he was kind of looking back at last year as well and said if there wasn't a break and if there wasn't a um, pause because of COVID that mm-hmm. maybe people would be looking back at the Pajot trade and, and be questioning its its value as well. I mean, yeah. it's it's sort of the same conversation I think we would we were having now uh, that we would, would have been having last year. So I, I think obviously the circumstances are different. I think mm-hmm. that as Andy pointed out correctly, there isn't going to be that big pause for three months, but you still get a couple weeks of, of practice time. I think that'd go a long way because when the Islanders and, and everyone else went to the postseason, they only had what was it two weeks of training camp before they went to the Something to like the that. bubble in, in Toronto. So it wasn't as though everyone the pause was you know three months of practice. They no one was doing right. anything. Well, they also got healthy too. Pelic was out. Right. Zikus was out. So that helped. But you're, you'll probably also get – you're not obviously getting Anders Lee, but you'll get guys right. that'll get back to be able to to take some rest, get back into. You know, shape be somewhere near 100 percent going mm. to the postseason. Yeah. Instead of going right into the postseason after the after the regular season, ends. maybe maybe a Barry Trot system is just is just a harder system for players to get accustomed to. You know, and that's why Pajot struggled at first. That's why right. Palmieri and Zajac are struggling now. Maybe it's don't just, get the practice time. It makes right. it even tougher because well because you can make a you know an argument on the other side of the coin. Be like, well, look at this guy who got picked up by this team at the deadline. He's putting up points left and right. You know, and and so you right. have a little bit of 
even buyer's remorse coming right. from some fans you see on Twitter. Oh, they should have got Hall. Look at look at Hall putting up goals at Boston. You know, he, he hasn't needed any time to, to, to get, you know, to gel with that team. But, but again, maybe it's the Islanders system. Maybe it's bad luck. It's probably a mix of all the above. You know, and, and, you know, even if, if we did start the show with uh, maybe a more negative tone than you'd like to hear, right. you know, after just clinching a playoff berth and, and, and mopping the floor with wiping the floor with the Rangers, you know, it's just I'm, I'm thinking I'm just thinking, you know, big picture here. But but with that being said, you know, Christian, you said it yourself. This team is built to go on a deep playoff run, and I still firmly believe that they can. I've been saying they're a Stanley Cup contender now for a while on the show, and I still believe that. I still think they can win the Cup this year. I want that storybook ended. Bring the right. Cup back home to the Coliseum in the last season. I mean, make the movie, write the script. I mean, let's let's see it all happen. It can. It absolutely can. But, you know, it also doesn't mean we can't, you know, talk about some concerns, uh, you know, in their, in their play recently, if, if they're having a hard time against those teams that they got to get through. I still think they can beat the Caps, the Pens, and the Bruins to come out of this division. Right. But, if, you know, it's just as far as what have you done for me lately, they haven't beaten any of those teams lately. Right. That's it. 100%. I, I agree with what you're saying there. And I think at the end of the day, I think we agree that um, I, I think we're a little more optimistic than pessimistic of what the Islanders' chances are yeah. once they hit the postseason. Yes. Because you look at these games, these one nothing games, these 2-1 games, you know, that's those are postseason that's playoff Islander games. Hockey. That's yes. playoff hockey. Yes. That's Islander hockey right there. So once they get into that, I think that it will be having a, it'll be a much different scenario than what we've been seeing late in the regular season where, you know, you're going to have much more, you know, you're going to have the blowouts, you're going to have the close games, and you're going to have everything in between. So... Um, with the playoffs, you're not really getting too many blowouts. You're not getting too many, uh, right. you know, the all tight bar, the doors the blown Islanders. off the barn kind of thing. It's going to yeah. be tight, checking, physical style hockey, and that's what the Islanders' brand is really when it comes down to it. Yeah, for sure. And and I think it was in one of the recent games. It might have been the last one, or the one before, where Brendan Burke brought up the fact that the uh, you know the Islanders' success rate after scoring the first goal is, is I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but they win almost every game they score first, and I think they were around like five hundred for the games that they didn't score first. So obviously for a team like them, it's very important that they get the first goal. Right. Because then they, they kind of get into that comfort zone where mm-hmm. they can drop back into their system and just frustrate the hell out of the opposing team to, to try to get down the other way and score. Absolutely. So I, I, don't, I think we, it's fair to talk about some of the concerns, but it all, it's also fair, I think, to, to, to recognize because I think a lot of people outside, outside of you know, the island, outside of the people who follow this team on a, on a you know, pretty consistent basis and or year over year, you know, it's very easy to kind of nitpick certain things and go, oh, the, Barry Trotz is, you know, not doing what he should be doing and he should be doing this instead of that. And Lou Lamarill cl- clearly whiffed at the at the trade deadline. And Yeah, I, um, I still don't believe that. But when you look at the body of work over the last couple of years, there's some credibility that they've earned. Absolutely. Um, and you look at the track record, and it's the reason why I'm always so hesitant to just jump on the bagwagon and go, oh, well, everything's terrible, and yeah, so this team right. must be terrible, and everything's great, <laughs> so this team must be great. Right. No, there's there, I, you know, there's a big picture of everything that happens. And um, in the moment, it's very easy to go one way or the other in, in, in each extreme, but I, I think this team has kind of earned that ability to go, all right, let's see what happens here, and not necessarily go, yeah. oh, this team is going to be it's going to be firing on cylinders, or oh, this team is going to be terrible and they're trash and they're going to knock down the first. Yeah, round. look, there's there's a tendency for for some fans out there that you know literally the the what have you done for me lately mentality where they win two games in a row they're they're winning the cup and if they lose two games in a row that you got to blow the team up and right, sell right. everybody, you know. So I mean, look, that's the ebbs and flows of a season, and I say it here all the time. 
every team goes through rough patches, even the best ones. Islanders are one of the best teams in this league, and they've they've hit a rough patch more recently. You, you know, you'd rather not see that. But look, they got an opportunity here to play four four games against two very bad teams. Right. They can pick up eight points, and, and it's very realistic that they can still get home ice if they plow through those games and, and get some wins. And I, I think don't know they if, need a little help there too. But they, of course, so the, I don't know. So, so, if it's gonna some happen, of the but. other teams are going to have to lose some games, too. I mean, I looked at Pittsburgh's schedule, and they have, if you want to compare to the Islanders, theirs might even be a, a, an easier track than, than, than the Islanders one. But, but look, they have an opportunity. It'd be great if they get home ice. Maybe, maybe a division banner is, is a little too out of reach at this point. But, look, if they can get that two seed, you know, you want four games at home instead of three. Yeah. And they got a chance to do it. So let's see them plow through these teams. Let's beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And hopefully they give a good game against Boston. It was a little playoff prep, you know, warm right, up right. before uh, maybe they get a little break going into the playoffs. So with that, Christian, why don't I plug our pals at RJ's? Yep. You scour the chat for some questions. We'll go to the hero, and then we'll go to the questions. Sound good? Sounds Excellent. wonderful. So, folks, our friends at RJ Daniels is the place to be if you can't make it to the collie or you can't make it to the games on the road. They have... Islander specials all night. They put the sound on. You got $5 16-ounce Barn Rocker Ales, $14 Bud Light Pitchers, $17 Domestic Buckets, $4 Domestic Bottles of Pints, and plenty of food specials as well. Head, head on down for all Islander games at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center from pregame until the final horn. Uh, excellent staff over there. Very friendly. They do a great job over there. Food's great. And uh, the, the times are great, too. They got TVs everywhere. Like I said, they put the sound on. So... A lot of fun watching Islander games at R.J. Daniels. And they also have an outdoor area, which is now open because the weather's getting better. You can watch the game outside, have yourself a little beverage, have a good time. It's great. It's great stuff. You good? Yeah. <laughs> looking through the chat. All right. Fantastic. So now let's go to the hero of the week. Brought Woo! to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Half price hero every week when we announce our hero of the week we pick a new sandwich to be the half price hero over at blue line deli and bagels that which we this week is shameless plug for us the hockey night new york wrap grilled chicken buffalo sauce mozzarella cheese and avocado in a wrap get it for half price all week starting tomorrow that is monday through sunday where we'll announce a brand new half price hero stop in all week and mention hockey night in new york for half off the hockey night in new york so with that out of the way christian it's time to name some heroes and if my faulty memory serves me correct you go first this time all right well my hero of the week sean yes is going to be are you gonna push the button i'll push the button for you don't worry pal is going to be well oh okay 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 there you go right there Semyon Varlamov. <laughs> I was looking at my screen. I forgot that there was a 10-second delay. You forgot, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. No, no, I forgot there was a delay uh-huh. on my yeah, screen. No, you I forget. remember there you was Semyon Varlamov. I okay. literally said it, Semyon Varlamov. All right. yeah. okay. It's Semyon Varlamov who hasn't let a goal in <laughs> since the Carter administration, it seems like. Uh, the guy's been lights out, as, as we've talked about, in both of these games for, you know, against the New York Rangers. And really, um, anytime he's been in net, the guy has been... Uh, backstopping the Islanders to wins, whether it's it's solid, you know, solid shutout wins. Uh, he has seven this year. Think about that: seven shutouts, four of which have come against the New York Rangers. Most in the league, yeah. Uh, 
I mean, it's just it's astonishing to see someone have so much success against one team as well, like he has against the Rangers this season. Um, whether it's been at Madison Square Garden, with where a lot of those have come, but now also at the Nassau Coliseum the other night to help the Islanders clinch their third straight playoff berth. Uh, you know, this year for the first time since the early two thousand. So, a very exciting moment for the Islanders and, and a great effort out of Semyon Varlamov, who. You know, didn't face a ton of shots at certain times, but when he had to, he made the big saves. And uh, you know, keeping the Rangers off the off the scoreboard is a huge thing. So you know, the guy deserves a lot of credit not only for the Islanders' last couple wins, but for a lot of their success as we were talking about early in the program. He deserves a lot of credit for their success this season. There is no doubt about it. He should definitely be a Vezina nominee, and I certainly could see him winning as well. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how whoever judges the uh, who who picks the Vezina is it the media? Yeah, it's the player. Uh, PHWA. You got a hand in that? I do not. You do not. Thank do God. Not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. We'll see what uh, we'll see what they say. But I think he's definitely worthy of a nomination, and I think you can make a pretty good argument for a win too. It'd be nice to see some individual hardware from Mr. Varlamov if and when the uh, the time comes. But it's not about that. It's about the big trophy at the end of the season. Right. And one guy who's going to be integral to help them reach that goal, very similar to Semyon Varlamov, is one Anthony Brovillier. Had himself a good week. Pair of goals last night what against the Rangers. Him? Anthony Brovillier. Did you do that on purpose? I just did it again, so obviously. Okay. Well, yeah, on purpose twice. Okay, just making yeah. sure. Yeah, Anthony Anthony Brovillier. Brovillier. Bro, bro yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm having fun here. We, we, we I try to have fun on the show sometimes. No, you know? today's a depressing show. <laughs> right, Didn't you get Andy. the memo? Thanks, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Jesus. Anthony Beauvillier, he, uh, he had a great playoff last year, and he's a guy who they're going to need to have going in the playoffs this year. I, I like what I saw out of, out of him this week. He, he, li- he really likes to score against the Rangers. Hopefully he can do that against uh, the other top teams in the division once the, the Islanders start to play them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But uh, there you have it. My hero of the week, Anthony Brovillier. <laughs> I think it's. I think it was a great choice. Although calling him Anthony Brovillier, I just don't. I can't get behind. Cannot get behind it. I mean, I am not surprised by this because you're not a fun guy. I am. A, I'm a very fun guy. <laughs> if, if you have to try to convince people that you're fun, you're probably not fun. Okay. Well, <laughs> not going to fight you on that. I just. I just don't like the the Brovillier. You it's don't have to. Silly. It's fine. I'm a silly dude. Make sense. I think you've learned that by doesn't now. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Well, it's not literally his name, so I'm just having Yes, and I realize that. Right. It's not literally right. his name. <laughs> I didn't think it was literally his name. All right, all right. And as Joe so then, point out, he's more impressed by the fact you got integral into the conversation. Okay. So there you go. Great. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. So there's your hero of the heroes of the week. And I, I think I th- what do we got? Christian, not fun. Arnold, Mel Armenia, love it. I, I think am, that's a great. I nickname. am fun. That's a great nickname, Christian. Not, I'm going to introduce you that as that every <laughs> every episode now. Christian, not Christian, not fun. Arnold, Christian, no fun. Arnold, but I think I like your hero more. I'm going to give him Sparky this week. Nice. Yeah, you get you get the Sparky vote. No, I mean, I it's funny though. I did I did think about Beauvillier for uh, for a little bit of time. As far as the hero week for this week goes, it was, it was a toss-up, and I think Varlamov was the more appropriate choice. Hey, if you have a hard time picking your hero of the week, that means multiple guys are getting it done. Yeah. Multiple guys are doing a great job. So there you, there you go, folks. Once again, your hero of the week brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels half-price hero. That is the Hockey Night New York, yep. grilled chicken, buffalo sauce, mozzarella cheese, avocado, in a wrap, get it half-off starting tomorrow through Sunday and happy 40th birthday once again <laughs> to Donnie Rosner. 
Thank you very much. We'll bring it back to the main screen. I, by the way, I think Christian and Cup of Coffee, Arnold. I, I can get behind that nickname. I can't get behind No Fun. Ah, I like No Fun better. I think it's more accurate. <sighs> it's not accurate. It's, I mean, it's very I inaccurate. Know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it took off very quickly in the chat. So, I mean, maybe they're seeing something I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. I think about it. Just think about it. He's thinking. Yeah, see, he's already thrown. I love it. He's I am completely fun. thrown no, off. <laughs> All right. So, what else we got here? Oh yeah, you want to do? Uh, you want to do some viewer questions now? Uh, there are none. There are none. No, it's been an all, all all people depressed by Andy's commentary. Do you want to make one up? <laughs> does anybody? Does any of the viewers want to throw one at us now? I want there, you there to was look, no I want questions. you to look at Joe's Joe's comment in the chat. Though. Where <laughs> the Christian, last one? Christian, not Molly Arnold. That's fantastic. Oh, it's boy. true. Christian is not Molly. I am not. That is <laughs> that is absolutely true. And Trotty19 says Andy is depressing. Yes. Uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. He, Andy's Andy's a good dude. He just likes to keep it real. Yeah. He he does a great job when he, you know when he was with the fan and now he's going to do a great job with you over at NYI hockey now. Anthony Threat has a has a question. There we go. We got a question. Uh will <laughs> good question. Will Paul Murray see top line minutes before season's end? This has been a question previously because it hasn't happened yet. Right. And uh, you look like you want to take it. You want to well, take what it? do you want to say? Just make sure the answer is fun. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Barry Trotz has said he's on the list to get an opportunity to play. That's right. Um, and that was Andrew Gross. Credit Andrew Gross at Newsday for the, as the one who asked him that question. Uh, and that, you know, none of the, the right-handed shot, left-handed shot thing would really prohibit him from getting an opportunity there. But that he was on the list. Now, as I wrote a couple of days ago, I think he should be on the top of that list at that point. I, as much as we were kind of joking about it before, I still think he should be on the top of the list at this point. The Islanders have clinched the playoff spot. Um, you know, I understand they're, they're still trying to fight for home ice advantage, but. I mean, at this point, give the guy an opportunity there to to play along in Berlin Bar. I like that. I like that, and especially with these games against teams where, you know, you know you're. And I hate saying this, you know, you're the better team going into it, and and these teams are, are the you know the division bottom feeders, and they're. Yeah. I mean, I get they have no no pressure. They're playing with house money, yada yada yada. But you <laughs> right. know, I you know, at right. this point, so are the Islanders sort of. I, I mean, I get home ice advantage is important, and as we've discussed on the show, I think it still holds true to the Islanders mm-hmm. considering their home and away record, but. Um, you know, this year with the way things are, home ice is still, is, you know, Sean has a point, and I hate admitting it, Sean has a point about home ice and, and some of the, uh, you know, the external factors that came along with it that don't necessarily come along with it this year. Thank you for acknowledging my my genius and fantastic point. We it. do have some it. more questions that came in now, which is great, uh, and I like this one because we, you know, we kind of forgot to bring it up. Is our thoughts on the on Turner picking up the rest of the NHL TV package? Thank you to MJ Beckman for an- asking that question. I'll swing that to you first, and then I'll I'll give my two cents. No, well, I just answered the last question first. You go this time first. All right, I just yeah. thought maybe this time you could give a fun answer. <laughs> So, uh, I, well, you know, when we talked about ESPN getting involved, I mean, I more or less just said, I don't really care who broadcasts yeah. the games as long as they're being broadcast and they yeah. do a good job. So, I have a similar sentiment with Turner, yeah. and I don't watch the NBA if you're surprised by that at all, right? So, I know that they're broadcast on, on TNT. I have no idea what kind of job they do with them. It, it must be a good one because they've been with them for a long time. Yeah. NBA's been on, been on TNT for, for a really long time. I do like the fact that they're going to be on HBO Max. They're going to have streaming, NHL games yeah. streaming. I think that's pretty cool. So, you know, I guess I guess I like the fact that 
they're they're going to be there's going to be wider coverage of the NHL in this in a sense of where you can actually watch your games, right? Like whether it's HBO Max, TNT, uh, TBS, right? And there's a couple of un- other uh, networks that fall under their umbrella. So you know if you ha- I guess if you have an HBO Max Max subscription, but maybe you don't have a TNT one, you can still catch the game, which is kind of cool, right? That that kind of works. All right, so lo- I'll take this question now. Um, it was still a fun answer, though. Was it? <laughs> if you have to say it was a fun answer, was it really a fun answer? I think that this is a, a phenomenal, question, a phenomenal thing for the league. Uh, okay, I think Turner has shown, and I, uh, Sean would not know this because he doesn't watch basketball or pay attention to anything outside of hockey. Apparently, couldn't even understand Andy's major league, Can't, major watching, league reference. I'm sorry, but watching basketball is just so. Boring. But all right, but you didn't even understand the Joe Boo. Re- Joe, I have no idea who that is. That's a reference from the movie Major League. Which is a, a pretty oh, well known yes. sports movie. Oh yes. So you should feel a lot. I actually of, do know who that is. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. You should feel a lot of shame for that. That's fun. that's a I phenomenal movie. I don't care. That's a phenomenal sports movie. That's a phenomenal comedy. That's a phenomenal movie in general. Uh, you should feel shame for that. All right. But I think that Turner has shown TBS TNT with their um you know their studio show that they can do a tremendous job with a broadcast. Um, I I would argue that they're. TNT brought uh, their their studio show for TB, T, TNT and TBS uh, is second to none. Uh, really? I think it's best across the four major professional sports. I well, think that's it, great news. I think it brings a very entertaining, lighthearted, fun, um, informative broadcast to the viewer that keeps you interested, even if you're not a big basketball fan. You know, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal and um, you know Kenny Smith and all those guys. Uh, I do a tremendous job, and they they have, bring a certain levity to it that. You don't get when you watch a game. You don't get that from mm. the NHL and NBC broadcast. You don't get that from. Uh, you don't get that from the NHL network. Um, they're, they're not. Now you see why I want a Christian to field this question. They're not as as entertaining. I think that this is an opportunity for the NHL to really create something special and unique on that on that network. Um, that's different than what ESPN is going to do because ESPN is going to be your informative, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. straightforward, more opinionated kind of co- content, and I think that's a great deal too because you have exposure across different ESPN platforms and ESPN Plus, um, and of course the ESPN Talking Head shows, which will bring more notoriety to the league from the casual sports fan. And the same thing goes with the Turner broad- Turner broadcasts. Um, you know, this is an opportunity to have as you know, I, I see Charles Barkley being mentioned in the in the comments you know charles barkley loves hockey uh he has not been shy about talking about it during nba broadcast no idea and this is an opportunity to make him part of the fold of the nhl coverage it's an cool. opportunity to find other guys with character and um you know entertainment value and opinions and information that um have really made that nba and tnt experience special and do that with the nhl and i think that's hopefully what the league does and, and allows tnt and turner to do um because that would be a huge boost for the game because not only you're getting more coverage that way and more notoriety but with turner on board it brings you across different platforms house of highlights which is a very well-known platform among a lot of young people uh you know now that's part of the turner brand that'll be incorporated and you'll have probably more nhl highlights you know you'll have the matthew parzal goal where he's dipsy doodling around 30 different players to score um that'll be on house of highlights now you'll see that promoted across different brands mm-hmm. bleacher report will be in the mix now more um so I, it's a big boon for the NHL, and I think it's it's a great thing to finally see them branch out across multiple broadcast partners yeah. instead of the lone partner which they've had for the last you know decade or so. Well, Christian, I'll give you this: you gave a much better answer than I did. So, congratulations to you. 
Way to go. Now, I, I found – actually, we never even answered that first question. Uh, yes, I do think we'll see Paul Mary get on the top line eventually. We, we started oh, yeah, to dance we around it. it. Yeah. We talked about it. We, uh, yes, I think he will. Barry said he's on the list. I think I, – and I think you were right that – that um, maybe now is a good time to do it while they play these uh, bottom feeders in the division, maybe to give them a, a Also, a ask, answer Joe's follow-up question about that. Is, is Paul Mary okay? Uh, remember, he took the shot to the head the other oh, night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he appeared to be okay. Barry Trotz said he really wasn't concerned um, too much about it. Or No, I'm thinking of Pajot, actually. Pajot was the one that uh, also left the game yesterday for uh, right. a period of time and then right. came back and I don't think played the rest of the game. But Pajot was okay. Yes. And Paul Mary, as far as I know, is also um, okay, but we'll, we'll be able to find out more tomorrow when the Islanders play the Sabres and Barry Trotz addresses the media beforehand. Yes, yes, indeed. Do we think Varley can get a goal this year? He's got seven shutouts. Anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen. There's five games left. You never know. I've, I've had this thought. I mean, obviously, it's not a realistic thought, but why not on a, on a delayed penalty and the Islanders have the puck in the offensive zone instead of Varley skating off to get an extra forward there, have him skate into the offensive zone, send the puck back you know, to him for the real, a real quick knuckle puck shot. That, is, that has happened before. Before a long time ago, I couldn't tell you the teams. I couldn't tell you the game, and I, I'm quite certain I'm not making this up. But <laughs> I, I'm pretty damn certain that I remember a goalie kind of joining the play, maybe back in the '80s. And maybe there's somebody in the chat or somebody listening that can enlighten us here. But I think something like that has happened. I know Patrick Wah did it once, not with a delayed penalty, but out of complete frustration where. He when he was with the Avalanche, I believe, and he ended up stick handling and skating the puck all the way up to the red line. He actually deked a guy or two on the way. Like I think he might have even done a little spinorama before he passed the puck off, which uh, which is pretty hilarious. And and again, I think it was I think they were getting killed in the game, and he was just like I'm to hell with this. He was pissed off. The chat is saying that it's not legal to for him to cross the blue line or the uh, the center ice, I should say. I wonder if that uh, has anything to do with Patrick Wah. <laughs> Probably it would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, let's see here. Just to go back to some of the other questions. Anti-threat, here. where do the Isles play home preseason yes. games next year? That's, That's a great question. One, yeah. um, you know, th- uh, Right now, I think everyone's been so focused on last year at the Coliseum, the mm-hmm. last year, you know, last, uh, you know, last everything with Nassau Coliseum and then getting UBS open. Uh, I would have to imagine that if the arena isn't open or if things aren't ready, Nassau Coliseum plays host to some games if there's not a lengthy road trip at the beginning of the year or um, – you know, I mean, maybe we see some sort of uh, you know preseason game or two played in Bridgeport if if the if the tra- you know training camp shorter and there's a smaller number of preseason home preseason games as well as preseason games overall next season that mm. Bridgeport could serve as a adequate home rink for them during the preseason. I mean, they've done it before. Think, they play the Rangers every year at the at, uh, Webster Bank Arena. Yeah, and and you know what? Well, maybe because I mean they own Webster Bank Arena too, or at least they, they run it. Yeah, they do right. Yeah. They run it so. Yeah, I mean, I guess you might see a preseason game there before you'd see it at the Coliseum because... I mean, there's still chatter of they're possibly in games at the Coliseum next year if the building isn't open. I mean, anything's on the table at this point because we just don't know. Even last night... They keep night, saying it's going to be ready. Even la- Well, they say it's going to be ready in November. Is they've, that the latest? They've said uh, consistently, the governor, um, UBS arena folk, that it's going to be ready in November. Okay. And so now with that November timetable you know, in mind... There is either going to have to be a very long, you know, road trip in the Islanders' future to start the year, similar to what the New York Rangers did a couple of years ago when they were finishing up the renovations of Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. um, or you're playing home games at the Nassau Coliseum before finally moving into UBS Arena. It's why even last night when we were talking about this being the last Islander Ranger game at the Nassau Coliseum, that there is still the dot 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 probably 
because, as Ryan Strom pointed out very correctly, former New York Islander, now New York Ranger, that, you know, never say never. They said that about the building before. So, <laughs> right, right. Um, it's, yeah. at this point, who knows? And would it really surprise anyone considering the saga of the Nassau Coliseum and the New York Islanders' quest to get right. a new arena? That they would be playing a couple more games there, even after they said, um, even after they said that, you know, this was it. Right. Right, Joe underscore McGrath one wants to know if I still want to face the Pens in round one. I am, I am very much on yours and Tony's bandwagon. Where oh, I, oh, I, you're, I, gonna, you're gonna back off on your bold prediction? Well, at, at, at the, you, at you the, made the pick. Stand by, at, coward. Let me finish. Let me finish. Now, back then, I felt very good about it. Very good about the Pens, and now, now I say, give me any one of them because flip flopper. They're all okay. They're all playing very well. All three of those teams are playing very well. And and I think it was a different story back then. I, I wasn't a believer in the Penguins at that point. Uh, I thought that uh, they were maybe just kind of going through a hot streak and they were going to kind of come back down to earth again. And they did not. And they're playing very well. Now they're, they're at the top of the division. They, they're, they're a favorite to get the banner now. So it's hard for me to say that I, I think they're the, the... There's no easy out, but the easiest out of the teams that they might play. So... Am I am I leaning towards the Penguins anymore? <laughs> right, not really. I mean, honestly, I think it's a total crapshoot. Like, I think I think all three of those teams are going to be equally tough to beat. I I I, <laughs> I I look at the three of them now, and I and I and I don't know who I'd rather play. At, you know, over the others. Mellormania twenty two coming up with new nicknames for you and I. Now she has uh, Sean Coward Cuthbert. And oh, that one's Christian not going to stick. Not fun, Arnold. <laughs> I, I think that one should that stick. Not stick. That one's great. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Joe's with you, by the way, too. He he said good answer. She said he's with you back then. He's thank with you. you now. So thank you. Way to back off your 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 opinions, guys. Way to not stick to them. Hey, you know what? It's it's uh it's a liquid. It's a fluid thing. You know, I mean, that <laughs> was you about what? to say it's a liquid. Thing? I almost did. I almost it's a liquid did. thing. Yeah, I mean, that was like a month ago. A lot a lot happens in a month. Okay, so my yeah, my answers change. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Rodier nineteen saying, "What is Christian smoking?" Barkley was told by TBS etc. <laughs> to say hockey is cool. I mean, he's been talking about hockey long before the Islander or before Turner and the NHL were in bed together. So I don't necessarily know if that's true or true because why would he better actively be promoting another sport while commentating on basketball? Especially during the playoffs of all, I mean, there there are clips of Charles Barkley talking about, uh, you know, that the basketball playoffs were boring. He was asking for the scores of the of the play, uh, NHL playoff games on right. a, and again, this is before and, and besides, they were in bed with Turner. Christian wouldn't be smoking anything because, as we've established tonight, fun. he's not fun. Yeah. So he said that in his, you know, just pure sobriety. So you know, I, I guess I guess, I didn't know Barkley was a hockey fan. Yeah, that's he's a cool. big hockey fan. That's cool. That's been, I, I, I like and, that. it's, and it's been established even before then. I mean, you know, I've seen several stories from the NHL website and, and other places. So, uh, you know, it's I very love well the fire documented. coming from the chat tonight. Uh, a typical lot of fire Islander fans like the ones yeah. that destroy the team in bed and then praise them in the great. Oh, wow. Okay. And 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 Mel Armenia twenty two wants our predictions for this week. I think we 12, forgot 16? to do it last. last no, week. we did. We did it last week. <laughs> did we? We did it you because sure? we made fun of each other for saying. Uh, well, we I go six of eight. That was two weeks ago. No, we did it again. Oh, we probably, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so let's 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 get some let's get some predictions for this week. <laughs> Twelve of six. I love it. I love it. So you got you got the Sabers tomorrow and Tuesday, and yes. then you got the Devils. I believe Thursday and Saturday. Both games are in Buffalo tomorrow and Tuesday, and I think both games are at the Coliseum against the Devils. Yeah. So the Islanders play Buffalo Monday and Tuesday, as you said, up in, in right. 
Buffalo, and then the Islanders round out their home schedule against the New Jersey Devils. Final two regular season games at the Nassau Coliseum, potentially forever, if not next year. (laughs) So who knows? Uh, But they do round out their home portion of the schedule with the Devils twice here at the end of the week, uh, Thursday and Saturday, as Sean did say correctly. All right, so out of the um, 80 points, uh, (laughs) potential points in, in those four games, well, how do you see it going? I just had to count how many points. I know are. you did. I watched. I literally watched you point at the screen and count. I say there's eight of sixteen points available now. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Oh, dear. No, I think this is a week where you could go and see the team. He. Oh my. <laughs> you, can you count to four? That's twice you have to point at the screen to count four things. I am not four. Good. I'm not good at math. But this is counting. It's not, not even math. Good at counting math. Obviously numbers. not. I said. I mean, this is a week. You could see him go eight. Goodness. Pick up eight of eight yes. available points. They're going to sweep it eight to eight. Yeah, that's what they're the doing. <laughs> yeah, eight out of eight possible points yes. because there's four games. Two Times points two each is eight. So proud of you. We got through it. Yeah. That was that was math lessons with Christian Arnold. Nine times six. That's uh, forty-five. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's thirty. It's thirty-six. Thirty-six. Nine times six. Thirty-six. No, it's not. No, fifty-four. It's fifty-four. It is fifty-four. Nine times six is fifty-four. Yeah, I never want to hear you make fun of me. Nine times five is forty-five. Nope, don't want to hear you make fun of my math skills anymore. Four is thirty-six. Okay. (laughs) See, I know. All right. I think we had a question from from B Lars eighty-nine. Yeah, he said, "Do we want a math tutor?" I think we both could use one at this point. Uh, Yeah, that was a bit of a struggle. (laughs) Do you see the Islanders resting some guys, or is it more important to get some chemistry? I think. Are you okay? Are you all right? Is is it still the math thing or is it the no fun thing? Are you okay? You gonna take some gonna take some tutoring lessons from Brian? You need them. I have his number. Answer have his number. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, I don't think they're gonna arrest anybody. I think that they're they're gonna go for some chemistry, and I think they they are gonna as as Christian so uh, adeptly put it earlier that it's a good time for them to try to find <laughs> some chemistry for guys like Kyle Palmieri. Maybe get him going during these games. I'm glad you're having such a good time over here, man. Wow, you're having fun. How about that? Look at you. you're crying. You're crying. See, this is why you got to tune in to to watch the show twitch.tv slash hockey not ny because you you can not only hear us make fools out of ourselves, but you can actually watch Christian have a full on breakdown live on the air, complete and utter breakdown. He can't get it together. He's holding his nose. I don't know why. Are you going underwater, pal? What's what's the story here? Look at you, look at you. Maybe maybe he he did start smoking something because he just can't get it together. Can't get it together. Look at him. Look at him. He's a one man show right now. He's having a ball. He's having a great time over here. He has no idea what's going on. No idea. <laughs> it's like a uh, uh, simple Jack from uh, Tropic Thunder, Le- fought in the bathtubs, laughing his ass off. <laughs> look at you. So I don't know what was so funny about about any of that, but it looks like uh, Brian Brian's having a great time at home, and that's great. This is this is what oh we want. This God. is we're not just an Islander talk show; we are just clown clown entertainment oh as well. That's that's what we go for here at Hockey Night in New York. I can't wait! I can't wait oh to introduce boy. our new sponsor next week. That's going to be a lot of fun. Don't oh don't God. give it away. I can't do that yet. Sure, I'm going to get through that now. We got yeah, that's going to be amazing. If this is if this is any any um, any tease to what that's going to be. Fantastic! Yeah, 
we got we got a new sponsor coming up next week, and uh, very excited. We're, 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 we're looking well. forward uh, to what were you uh, talking about? Yeah, you have no idea. You just you just went. I mean, you want to talk about off the rails? Yeah, no, that was it. Actually, is, it was. That is your I blame segment. Joe. Joe <laughs> Joe tweeted, and here's off the rails, and that just sent me. I don't know why I found that so funny, but because I mean, it's that true. Was, it, it really was true. But yeah. Um, do you see? True. Was uh, are we answering? Do you see some guys re- arresting some guys? Or, or that's the, the question change? I was oh, okay. answering. Why are right, you having right, a breakdown? Right. Was, was, that's yes. what I was asking. Yeah. Yes. Well, I said <sighs> I said they're not going to arrest anybody. I said that they're going to play to win these games, for, not only for for chemistry and lineup, but also to get some points to try to get home ice. That's Christian, it. are you capable of fielding that one? Uh, do you want to so. give an opinion on that? Uh, yes. Um, what is more important right now? I think it's that chemistry. Uh, I think bar none, it's that chemistry because okay. if you you look at what's been going on, um, I think one of the biggest biggest you know issues has been the lack of chemistry the last couple of games before the uh, before the Island Ranger games uh, here playing the Caps, playing some of the uh, 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 <laughs> oh boy <laughs> those other teams. <laughs> All right, here, you ready? Go. <laughs> playing those. I won't look at you. <laughs> Playing those other teams, uh, Boston, some of the other teams in the division, this is not helping at all. Um, I, I think to answer the question, short, the short version, it's chemistry. It's chemistry. I can't. It's chemistry, folks. Christian, Christian thinks that they're, they're going to keep the lineup in there. They're not going to arrest anybody for the sake of chemistry. And like yes. I, I also say it's going to be for points in the standings so that yes. they can hopefully attain home ice. home ice. We did it, buddy. We did it together. That's why we're a team. So I think that's it. <laughs> I think I think that's all the questions. Is there a gas leak? Possibly, <laughs> very possible. Uh, yeah, oh, I think boy. we're good on the questions. So that was that was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Uh, hey. That was that was excellent. Yeah. Uh, so the last thing I'll say uh, before we wrap it up is is uh, don't forget to go to hockeynightny.com to check out our new merch. We got some shirts. We've been plugging on the show here. Yeah. We got the retro '94 Long Island with the nautical theme, the yes. old '90s. Uh, color scheme, if yes. you will. We also have the fantastic Wally Amazing Hockey Player shirt, which Brian Larson, uh, B Lars eighty nine, was 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 great enough to model for us last night at, at his little, uh, I, I believe, Islander viewing get together. He posted up on social media, which is great. Thanks for that. Appreciate yes, the support. Thanks. Thank um, you. So you can get that. You can get that as well as the Hockey Night in New York hat. I almost pointed to my Seattle Kraken hat, but that's not the Hockey Night in New York <laughs> hat. Hockey night but we have a great Hockey Night in New York hat that I usually wear. That looks strangely like a Seattle Kraken. Hat. It is a Seattle Kraken hat. But you can get all that stuff ten percent off with promo code H N I N Y. 10 we'll be rolling out some some other stuff in the future as well For so sure. definitely check that stuff out Please and with me. that christian yes. are you ready to get out of here yeah because clearly i uh I, I just can't anymore buddy you i don't know you need a nap or something there's there's something going on with you joe's killing me right now he's he's making me laugh i too. love it this, this is why you got to get involved in the chat see you get you got you even have our audience literally throwing us off the rails it's fantastic <laughs> For i love amusement so folks huge thanks to you guys for tuning in here at twitch.tv slash hockey night ny and listening to us on your favorite podcast providers but as you can hear you're missing out on a lot watch the show on twitch we're having a lot of fun here huge thanks to andy graziano now of nyi hockey now can't wait to see more of his content he does a great job covering the islanders definitely better than this guy over here anyway hey uh, <laughs> also a huge i didn't mean it christian don't worry don't worry it was a joke 
Don't don't take it so seriously. I meant it. Um, <laughs> huge thanks to our sponsors, Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great service, and great people. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for their great selections and hockey-themed heroes, including the Hockey Night in New York Rap. And a huge, huge thanks to our friends at Thai Technology, a voice over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at TaiTechnology.com for all your telecom needs or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get yourself three free months of service. That is three free months. Call or go to TaiTechnology.com. Thank you guys once again. And of course, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast providers. Or, you know, just leave us a nice comment on Twitch. Let us know. You yeah. know Christian needs the encouragement. He's, you know, he needs the boost in self-esteem. So also follow us on <laughs> follow Christian at C underscore Arnold01 on Twitter. Follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. And follow the show on all social media platforms at Hockey Night NY for Christian Arnold. My name is Sean Cuthbert. When we come back next week, we are talking playoffs, yep. and I cannot wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Islanders are going to be good. Yes, yes, they will. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Christian. <laughs> All right, folks, have yourselves a great I didn't know I was night. supposed to say anything. You, you weren't. We, we don't expect much from you here at all. We let the music run out again, and, and Brian even <laughs> even called us out on it. But you know, it's it's kind of part of our show now. Oh, so, boy. thanks thanks everybody. The stream is ending. Bye. Have yourselves a great night. I bring a lot. You bring. Oh, no, you don't. Bye. Bring a lot. Bye bye. Bring a lot. Bye. Bring a lot. <laughs>